Welcome to Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann. I am so glad you're joining me on today's Heavenly Wit Monday. For those of you who frequent my YouTube channel, I want to say welcome back. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you also for liking this video at the very end or even dislike the video and comment and tell me why you either like the video or why you don't like the video. It doesn't mean I'm going to take it to heart. It doesn't mean I'm going to change anything, but at least I can get your feedback. At least we can have a dialogue. So I want to say again, thank you so much for joining me on my channel. I also want to say thank you in advance for sharing my YouTube channel with your friends, your family, and even on your social media. On today's episode of Heavenly Wit Monday, I want to cover something about the book of Job that many people, at least I haven't heard of anyone covering this regarding Elihu. He was a character in the Bible that is not highlighted very often, but is highlighted in the book of Job. And it reminds me a lot of Jesus. So that is what's coming up next. Now, I believe that in our life, whatever we're going through, the whole point of this life is to get to know more and more, whether we have much or little, to know God in every season. It's not to just know how strong we are in the midst of really oppressive, troubling times. What we're actually getting to look for is where is God in our story? It's very easy to see the enemy. It's very easy to see evil. It's very easy to see the trouble. But in the midst of all of it, are we seeing God? To know God is definitely something that is something that we'll discover continually on a moment by moment basis, whenever and however, it, you know, it, a lot of times we put it on God, how much we get to know him, but really it's on us. We get to actually determine how deep, how far, how wide we get to know God in this life. It's remembering that he chose us. And when, when he's chosen us, we get to choose him. We get to make those moments of decision to look to him in the midst of all of the distractions, to know that he is our place, to know that he is our refuge, that he's our life, that he's our very breath, that he is our everything. And so in that, when you go to the book of Job, I really want you to go through it. I want you to read it from the perspective of Elihu. So the man who spoke to Job, and God never condemned him, Elihu constantly reminded Job of the greatness of God. While Job's three other friends either told Job one of three things, he didn't deserve what he was going through, or maybe that's what God wanted, or three, one of the friends making it sound like he may have done something wrong. Haven't we all done that to people? Haven't we done that to ourselves? So at the very end, Job had to make a sacrifice for his three friends so they wouldn't be destroyed. 
So when you read the answers or the responses to Job from his friends, sometimes what's happened is we use those lines that record what they said as the end all. But you have to read the book of Job in its full context to know who's talking, to know what are they saying, and is it lining up with God? When God confronted Job about his friends, it was about the three friends, but God never highlighted Elihu in needing to correct him. When you read Elihu's responses, it's always taking Job back to the greatness of God. He never says, you know what, Job, I think this is what God is doing right now. I think he's trying to teach you a lesson. Or I think how sad this is that you don't deserve this. You know, you know, either talking to the ego or it's misguided correction that when I go through hard times, I pray that I have someone like an Elihu or one who's just following after Jesus. Jesus who keeps reminding us of how great the Father God is. He never ceases to point us to the Father. Here's the conclusion to today's Heavenly Whip Monday. As you know, my books, my show, do they do this one thing. It's seeing mission fields in the midst of battlefields. It's seeing Jesus in the midst of darkness. It's following Jesus when there's so many other paths to take. Following him. He said we would do greater things than even he did. And a lot of times what we chalk that up to are miracles. Doing miracles. That's part of it. But I believe when we follow after Jesus, it is because we know that we cannot do anything apart from him. That in him, his righteousness and the blood of Jesus is what gives us full access to the Father God, to be able to know that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, which means this, that we are to be transformed into new creations who follow Jesus. We do what he does and we say what he says. Like that's what following Jesus looks like. It's dying to self. It's no longer living this self-centered life, self-help, self-gratification, self, self, self. That is supposed to die. When you get offended, just know this. Rejoice that you got offended because that's a notification that we got to die to ourselves. We submit ourselves to God to where we walk in God's love. And in his love, that's where consideration comes in. That's where whatever we do, we're literally considering others. We are loving our enemies when our flesh, our self doesn't want to do that. We get to do good to those who hurt us. We get to pray for those who who spitefully use us. We get to bless those who curse us. 
This is what this life is about because whatever we're going through, we get to keep looking for God in the middle of our story. We get to look at him. We get to look to him in every situation to where all that's happening is we're becoming more transformed into the likeness of Christ, that our identity is not just about finding out how strong we are in the midst of opposition. But what we're really finding out is that in the midst of opposition, we get to know this God who is our strength, that it wasn't about a strength that was hidden deep within. It was about the strength of who God is, that in the midst of trouble, in the midst of suffering, trouble and suffering don't get to have the narrative. But in the midst of suffering and in the midst of trouble, Jesus gets to be the one who is our joy. And our joy is discovered in the midst of suffering as we look to him who is our joy and who is our hope, who is our salvation, who is our place, who is our rest, who is our God. Thank you so much for joining me on today's triumphant, victorious reminders with Teresa Ann. Remember what this show is all about. When we look to Jesus, who is our triumphant victory, we will see every moment as a mission field in the midst of the battlefields.